can't expect that everyone is as passionate about racing as we are. We can't expect that everyone is able to hear the silent call of the sea at 5am. Not everyone possesses the ability to smell the difference between rich and lean. Nor the ear to differentiate the bark of two cylinders from four. It would not be fair of us to assume that the world understands the yearning and overwhelming compulsion that we have to push through pain, angst, frustration and failure. Some people might not understand the desire to test physical limits, conquer fear or to tangle with the forces of gravity and physics. but we don't make product for them. We look to the future, but embrace our past. We study, we analyze, race on Sunday so we can innovate on Monday we exercise trial and error religiously through our commitment to the pursuit of perfection learn how to make products for the people that are capable of dedicating everything to sport whether there is a championship involved or not Alpine stars, one goal, one vision.
That's where it all started. Big MX Radio, brought to you by Fly Racing USA, is on the air. Fueled by passion, focused on motocross. W Wheels USA, Moto Ice Wrap, Viral Goggle Brand, and Maxima USA make it possible to bring you the news, the interviews, and the point of views inside the sport of motocross. The gate's about to drop on Big MX Radio. Welcome to the Fly Racing Big MX Radio Podcast Show, brought to you by Traction MX, Moto Ice Wrap, as well as Justified Cultures. You can go to justifiedcultures.com right now and enter discount code BIGMX17 to receive 30% off your order. I'm your host, Brad Gebhardt. With us on the line, we've got none other than the one punch himself. That's Tyler Evans. Tyler, how's it going? It couldn't be better. It's uh, it's another great day, and I'm uh, I'm very excited to be on the show. Truly. Absolutely. Truly. And uh, this is a huge honor for me to have you on, my friend. Uh, a huge uh, character and an influencer and uh, a, a, a su- I, I, would, I would venture to say a superstar of the, uh, the late 90s, mid-2000s, of a guy who uh, stirred things up pretty well and, and had himself a pretty illustrious 14-year-long 14 14 uh, professional career. Uh, and that's exactly what we're here to talk about. Uh, but before we get into the career, before we, get, uh, we, we spin the clocks back and talk about uh, w- uh, about yesteryear. Let's talk a little bit about uh, what's going on right now and uh, what's new and exciting in the world of Tyler Evans. Well, you know, uh, I've been gone for quite a while, but I- I've been watching. Uh, I've been trying to keep my eyes on uh, the prize, so to speak, of, of what has been going on. Uh, you know, I- I've got to watch a-, a culture change now. So uh, I'm seeing different things about the sport that could be positive and can be a little bit negative. I, I've watched it turn into a very corporate thing now, which is a very, very positive thing. So, um, you know, the last nine years has been like this for me. Uh, you know, through my career, uh, I raced up until about 2009, 2010 early, and then we kind of had to give it up. Now, the reason why I gave it up is because of obviously those different reasons uh, everybody felt the financial uh, uh, burden of the recession. Now that when that hit, that really hit us as a team. So for me to keep going on, uh, that was a little bit difficult. Sponsor-wise, money wasn't there, and I, I just couldn't get the financing uh, available. So it caused me to have a little bit of heartache for what the situation was uh, uh, happening to our sport at the time and watching it kind of crumble in, in my eyes, so to speak, of what uh, everybody worked so hard for in the industry to build. Uh, so for me to look at that, uh, it was hard to get motivated to stay back in something that I felt was falling apart at the time. Now, uh, come to this point, after the nine years, I- I've watched it pick up into uh, an area that is unbelievable. Uh, sponsorship-wise has come back, money has come back. The kids are absolutely unreal right now, which I'm so excited about. And I actually got chills right now because watching the race live was just was unreal for me. So that was exciting. So it's you know it's it's brought some excitement back, and you know I'm 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 happy right now for the sport and what's going on with it. So. 
Um, for all intents and purposes, it seems like, and I think there's a lot of people that would uh, that that also uh, feel the way you did in the 2008, 9, 10, uh, even into 2011, when uh, the the kind of the bottom of that that uh, the money was still there for the top end guys, maybe not as much as there was in the in the glory years, but it was that what? second tier or even third tier of riders that went from being able to make a very respectable living to Absolutely. barely covering their expenses, and uh, I, I I I just sense that there's a lot of athletes and there was a lot of individuals in the industry that left or walked away very disappointed that all of their hard work um was literally was just not being rewarded the way it was um five years previous and to say that like you weren't working any less hard you weren't putting in any less effort but the dollars just simply weren't there and that can be very disheartening to somebody who um like just doesn't matter if you're ryan dungy or if you're you're uh like a, a, a guy who's barely making the night shows you got to put in your laps you got to put in your time on the bicycle and uh, everyone's working hard out there well, absolutely. I mean, you, you can't get to a, a position in, in the top of a, a career without hard work, dedication, and blood, sweat, and tears. That <laughs> just doesn't happen. So those guys right. are, are, are working like that. But you got to understand something also that I, I've seen it in a different era, okay, as far as, like I said, business-wise and, and the culture-wise. So now I've watched a turn in the sport in the last nine years of not being involved but actually just kind of stepping over the edge, and I'll look in for a minute, and I'll kind of go back out, and then I'll look back in for a minute, and then I'll kind of look back out just to check on everything to kind of just I, I just in my, it's my heart, you know. At the end of the day, that was that not at the end of the day that will always be my passion and, and my love for 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 everything. So uh, the point I'm trying to make is at those nine years now we're at uh, we're at the teaching of the kids are not having that individuality of business because the corporations kind of have come into it so much and kind of scooped everything up. And I kind of am watching that happen. If that makes sense right now, do you understand that? Absolutely. Yeah. I, I, I envision you as a bit of a fly on the wall for, uh, for some of this in the fact that, uh, you're, you're, you're still extremely well connected. I imagine you still got a lot of great relationships in this. Sport Absolutely. Because, Absolutely. Uh, like Good friend. Having the, the high profile sponsors that you had and the relations that you need to build to do so, uh, have that ability to kind of ha- like almost step yeah, but- away, look at it from afar and, um, yeah, go expand on that if you can. Well, how, right now, how, what are we teaching right now? That's another thing that my, my kind of opening to my eyes of this whole thing that is going on right now, as far as the era that I came from, it was kind of the regime of the militia, not kind of, that, that's kind of what we were, we watched and we were taught because you have to understand at the end of the day, you know, those guys are businessmen. They, they, they made an unbelievable amount of money. They're some of my, my best friends in the industry. And, uh, I've I've watched that, but now I'm not seeing that being generated now. So I kind of want to try to maybe see how we can try to start to maybe generate another another type of 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 our back of our culture and our image back into the sport. That's uh that's kind of where I'm at right now. Um, I I just see a lot of uh, I see a lot of color, you know. I see a lot of color from everybody, and I'm I'm very excited, but. I don't know. I, I, I want to get back to the cornice of, of, of our sport, you know, and, and where we came from uh, for it, you know, and what we built. You got to remember at the end of the day, this is a family. This is a family orientated sport that everybody helps each other out. There's nobody in a sport. And believe me, 
in my 38 years, I, I've traveled around and I, I know that there's nothing like this family of, of, of the MX culture because we give to one another and we want to help each other and we're competitive. So, you know, that makes it a very different type of uh, dif- different deal. So, Absolutely. No. So, um, like, obviously, with some, some more money coming back in and there just being a kind of like an upbeat vibe in throughout the entire family, the, the community of Supercross and Motocross, uh, what, what has enticed you most about coming back and basically uh, reestablishing a, a position within the community to uh, give back? And that was uh, something that uh, um, kind of resonated with our conversation that we had this afternoon. Well, absolutely. Um, you know, what changed my mind is, is watching the, the kids, <laughs> you know, and I, I, when I say kids, I just mean, you know, the next generation underneath me. So I, I'm watching that and I'm, I'm excited, you know, like, uh, like I said, when I went to the races, I was, I was fascinated this last time, the tracks changed, the tracks are, uh, you know, more, more technical, I believe, which makes for better racing uh for always is better for the crowd and it's it's good it's a it's a crowd you know it's a crowd pleaser which i'm excited about so um and the kids are at a level right now that they're competitive and they're very very competitive so that's another very exciting thing rather than having your four guys out in front or your three guys that are just going to win the race over and over now it's wow it's you know banging bars battling (laughs) You know, I just caught a, uh, like I said, I just caught another one on the TV and just, you know, just watching is just, you know, it just brought my excitement back. That's, that's what it is. So the, the point that I'm trying to make is to try to come back into the sport that I, that I love so much is to try to see what we can do to try to build and try to teach, uh, like the teachings that were taught to me as far as the business, as far as the generation of money, uh, you know, and trying to bring other things into the sport rather than having the corporation of, of, of it just kind of the umbrella of the corporation. You understand? See where I'm going with that? yeah, well, you've got these uh, these these sponsors that are uh, are are supporting individuals and, and athletes, but I think a lot of these athletes need to start bringing more of an entrepreneurial aspect or an approach to the way they conduct themselves. It's conducting themselves as a business so that they can be that character, you that gotta, brand you, that people want to buy into. You have to you have to agree that we've we've went so corporate now that we we're on a different level. You have to you have yeah, to agree okay, with me sure. on that. Yes, absolutely. So, which is, that's another exciting thing. I mean, you're, you're at a point that you got to understand something too, that I, I missed that era of the internet. So I was kind of on that brink of that too. So it was happening, but it wasn't. And I tried for a minute and now I understand that if you want any type of business or any type of image, you have got to do social media and you've got to do those steps in order to you know, that's it. That's, that's, that's what, that's, that's your value. That is the image. That is everything that you're selling. So it, it makes it very easy to teach and it makes it very easy to, to, you know, try to get your product out there. So uh, I'm, that's another thing you got to remember also when I, when I got away, I, I got away from everything. I, I didn't want to, uh, I had been through so much you got to remember something again that we we have traveled in a very different different path spiritually than anybody in another sport also because of the travels we're always traveling on the road so we know that road that road pretty good so um you know 
Well, it, it's, it's, it was it's amazing to me that I look back at your career and I look at some of the highlights and the and the the moments and in a in a pre-internet era, a rider who wasn't necessarily on the top step of the podium every week, developing a brand, developing an image, developing a uh, a persona that was so marketable, so valued that you were being approached by. Uh, whether it be one, uh, like no fear, uh, monster. We were one of the awesome first monster company. energy drinks. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome these, these big companies and they saw value in you because you added value to their company. You, you had something more than results. And that's something that's so rare in this sport that you're, you're always judged. Although you did have some phenomenal results, you had more than that. And, uh, and I, that's kind of some of the, some of the things that we see some from guys like Adam Enticknap and guys like, um, Alex Ray, who um, they represent their sponsors differently, and so I'm, I'm on watching. A grander yep, stage. Abs- abs- uh-huh. I'm watching. I, I know. Absolutely, I know. and that's not something that you see every day. They're utilizing that tool of social media to broadcast themselves, and that's something that you did. Yeah, but, but what is media, it? But, but, at this, but at this point, what is the product that we we have individually? What did we teach? What did the militia teach? What, what did that generation teach about the independence of what, what it is? You know, the reason why we were doing that stuff is because we, we knew the business. We knew the culture. You know, Morrison and, and Twitch, as far as image-wise, those are the last of the Mohicans right there because they were taught as far as they, 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 they pushed through because they kept working. They understood the, the, the media stuff. So the image-wise and the social, but, but who's teaching? What, what product is it? We could go out there and be famous the whole time, but at the end of the day, what have we done as far as the product? Who is teaching the kids like that? There's nothing right now that is going on in a sport right now right. like that. I would agree so with that, actually. There's... That's, that's, what, that's what's kind of hurting me in a, in a way because I thought that as a culture, we, we kind of – we were learning from that, you know? So it's mm-hmm. – I, I'm watching that, and that's that's kind of what I, I I'm I'm excited about because I believe, I really do that, my teachings and through this whole crazy life of this wonderful dirt bike that has taken me places that I can't even imagine in my wildest dreams ever having, which I am not I'm nothing without this motorcycle, which I, you know, it's I it took me a minute to understand what we have. What the gift that we have riding a motorcycle is, is we're in a different world. Uh, Ability-wise, mentally, to do and think and ride that bike, there's not too many people that can do that. So, no. It, yeah. So, yeah, that's, uh, that's it. For sure. Now, like, uh, how do you seek uh, or how do you uh, intend to be able to give back? Is it like an education? How, how do you... F- how do you? Uh, how are you going to find a way to uh, pass on what you know? Because a guy who has—it's um, not like you—you've completely ignored this uh, the the scenes for the last nine years. Like you said, you've been that fly on the wall, but you've also lived and and worked through the, the one of the most prestigious eras that we had, which was the late nineties, mid two thousands. Um, so, how how do you pass on that knowledge? How do you take that next step to put that knowledge into the hands of uh, of a new athlete, of a new rider that's going to take that entrepreneurial uh, approach and uh, and build something, build a product that can be taken to market? Well, uh, that's, you know, that's a good question. And and I, I don't have all the answers for that. I, I, I don't. But I do, I do know, I do know that 
I can at least teach and say a couple words that I believe that will help. Uh, uh, I'm around now. I, I, I'm, I'm, my, my hands, my eyes, everything are, are on it now. I, I understand. I, I get it. I know where we're going. I know where we're pushing. The, I know where the destination that we're going right now to, to try to help. Uh, so, um, what I can say is just, just bear with me. Uh, I'm with you guys. Uh, I'm trying to watch as much as I can. I'm, I'm trying to, to kind of see what I can do to help. I, I do have an idea. So just bear with me guys. That's all, you know, just bear with me. I'm, I'm, I'm with you guys right now. I'm watching and I'm excited. I'm really, really excited about it. I really am. Fair enough. Well, um, for those who aren't already following you on social media, uh, I know uh, recently uh, a few uh, different accounts have, pop- have popped up and you're, you're, you're establishing your brand. Where can people find uh, a way to, to follow you as you establish that way of, of reaching out? And also, like, do you welcome people to reach out to you if they're seeking some guidance? Absolutely. Absolutely. Like I said, I, I am here to help. Whatever I can do to you know, to lend a hand, I'm, I'm willing to do it. Uh, as far as social media goes, uh, I've, I was on there one week in 2013 and I literally just picked it up. Uh, I've been on it a week and a half. So maybe a handful of times, but anyways, uh, the Instagram is the real one punch IG at the real one punch and, uh, you know, Facebook, Tyler Evans, uh, pretty basic. Uh, you'll see the regular face with the, you know, the red shirt on, the red one punch. So I believe that the, so I, I believe that the social media stuff is, is unbelievable. Um, you know, I have been sleeping on it the last, uh, last few years. So, uh, but it's yeah, a powerful tool. Oh, it's it is. Absolutely. Ab- powerful absolutely, tool. absolutely. That's why that's another reason why I'm so excited because how can we come together as far as, you know, trying to do as, the products uh, separately that we can now control and, and we can try to uh, push back into the industry of, of, you know, whatever it is that we have uh, to promote. Hey, this is Zach Cummins from Phoenix Racing Co. You're listening to the Big MX Radio Show. We're going to commercial. We'll be right back. Justified Cultures is the kind of apparel from the moment you put it on makes you feel like it was made just for you. Quality, comfortable apparel designed for and inspired by the live-what-you-love lifestyle. Woven throughout the moto, desert, skate, and surf culture of Justified is the desire to celebrate human achievement, to inspire and create a modern lifestyle brand reflecting today's generation. Zach Commons, Matty Jesse, Phoenix Racing Co., Dominique Daffay, Cody Matichuk, and John Short are just a few athletes who don Justified Cultures clothing. Passion needed a clothing line to speak to the way that it lived each day, so we created Justified Cultures. Navigate justifiedcultures.com to easily view over 40 individual styles to help you make a statement every time you step outside. As presenting sponsor to Big MX Radio, lock in promo code BIGMX17 when checking out at justifiedcultures.com to receive 30% off your Justified Cultures clothing. Express your lifestyle with Justified Cultures. Live what you love. This is a test of your racersindex.com awareness. This was a test to see if you're ready to be found at racersindex.com. Supercross and Arena Cross are coming up. Now is the time to secure your position on a team. Mechanics, models, riders, flaggers, team owners, production specialists, anything related to racing. Be found at racersindex.com. Click it for your ticket to be found and become part of the racing industry. Racersindex.com, your ultimate race production resource. Visit racersindex.com now. 
What's wrong, Jeff? I don't know, Jay. Well, you better fuel up with a nutritious breakfast with oats and bran. Oats and bran? I didn't think there was such a thing. That's what I used to think. Now, I start out every morning with a bowl of Amigos. For extreme kids like us. That's what I call fueling for the big ride. Hey, kids, start out every morning with a fat bowl. Hey, this is Adam with Vexy MX, and you're listening to the Big MX Podcast Radio Show. Hey, this is Alex Ray. I don't know why you're listening to Brad's podcast, but I'll be back on soon. Hey, this is Zach Cummins. All you hosers, quit listening to Nickelback and jump on over to the Big MX Radio Show. Hey, guys, this is Cade Clayson, and not only do I blow uh, Alex Ray's doors off in the track, but I do it at K1 speed, too. Absolutely. Like, uh, uh, it's amazing what you can do when you have a, a platform to broadcast yourself from. And it's taken me a long time to develop the following that I currently have. But at a press of a button, this podcast gets released to 38,000 people uh, as right. far as my, my my audience is concerned. And, and it's uh, that, that's a hu- hugely powerful thing for, for any brand to be able to hold on to. So uh, I, I'm excited to bring bring you to those people. And, uh, and hopefully they're going to enjoy this because I and I know I know that they will. Um, as just, far just, as uh, not not to inter- not to interrupt not to interrupt you at uh, you know a moment right there, but just just so you guys uh, we can be clear on the inter- the 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 IG stuff. I want to take you guys through the story. Like I, I want the I don't want it to just be a bunch of pictures and stuff like that. I, I want it to actually be the story of kind of where it began and and the culture that we were coming from and and we've changed and it's a wonderful thing but let's let's try to get back to where we can generate that that independency of the money again you know because it was really it was a beautiful thing at that time so i believe that we can do it right now Perfect. Sounds like you're going to put the keys back in the hands of those who can uh, really do something special with it um uh, if, if if it's all right with you, I, I'd like to step in uh, in, the, in the the time machine now and go back to a pretty special place, if that's all right. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, any time that uh, the, a young man or 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 girl uh, puts put throw their so their throws their leg over the over a motocross bike for the first time, that is is time stamped in their head for the rest of their lives. Whether whether they did it one time or they did it a thousand times after that, uh, it's 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 a it's a moment in time. I want you to take me through the first time that you laid eyes on a motorcycle that you were going to ride. Uh, my first bike, uh, my father had gotten my sister a uh, motorcycle. It was an old 78, I believe. Uh, the thing had no throttle. Literally, uh, you had to, it, the cable, you know, pull the cable, and that's how the, the bike went. But as soon as I got on that bike, I mean, like you said, as soon as you throw your leg over the bike, it's an unbelievable feeling. Once I started to jump the bike, I mean, <laughs> it was over with after that. And I picked it up very quick. You know, that was one thing that I was very fortunate. Uh, I was very blessed that I w- had that ability that just something with two wheels, man, I, I just had this, this thing. Yeah, I could just ride the bike. And, um, 
you know, it was a feeling that, that I couldn't, I couldn't get anywhere else. You know, that was a, you know, I could go on the front yard. We, my parents had four acres at the house. I could just literally ride a little bit. We lived outside of the city just enough, just enough that I could ride that bike in that front yard. And that's all I did. It was, uh, that's all I wanted to do was that, that motorcycle. So. Did you find yourself with some, uh, I wouldn't say like natural ability, but did you find that you kind of like a duck in water as soon as you kind of started to get it, things started to click for you? Because uh, it's not like you went to, to Loretta Lynn's right away. I think there was a uh, a bit of time that passed before uh, you'd you started taking on some of those amateur nationals and stuff. There you go. So once I hit 12 years old, uh, that was kind of the, the, the eye-opening experience for me. Uh, I was, you know, playing baseball. I was decent. I, I loved that too. And I just, I loved, I loved all sports, but at that time I kind of, I kind of got it. Like I, I just knew once I just knew that, that, that bike, once I got the whole ability of, you know, the turn and the jump and the, the scrub and just visually seeing the classes in front of me, but they were in slow motion. I, I got it very quick. So uh, you know, once 15 came, I was on 85, 12 years old. I kind of rode it out and then I went, wow, I'm, I'm 80 intermediate, 80 expert. And then I just hit 125 pro as soon as yeah. I, as soon as I got in there. And then again, at the time, uh, I had a great sponsor. Suzuki amateur wise was unbelievable to, uh, to me and my family, which I'm very thankful for. Um, you know, those guys were awesome. So, I had a great deal uh, uh, through my amateur career with them, Loretta Lens, Ponca City. You know, we we had decent finishes out there. We weren't, you know, uh, champions or uh, champions at uh, Ponca. I think I won maybe two or three, and uh, you know, I got a couple thirds. And one of the highlights of my career, as far as amateur goes, was getting a third to uh, Ricky. But you know, Ricky almost lapped us, but I still. <laughs> Still was, uh, well, that's you know, what I was going to talk about. It was in, in 1994, <laughs> your first year at uh, at at the uh, at Loretta Lynn's. You ended up 15th overall, but you went eight five in your second three second uh, the se- second of those two three motos. And ahead of you is a list of guys like uh, Danny Smith, Brock Sellards. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. Shea Bentley and Ricky Carmichael. Now that is a list of guys of all, all, all of which have won races, uh, and uh, and and all almost all of them have won championships at at that level. So nipping at the heels of some pretty fast guys back then, and also putting the boots to a guy named Jeff Northrup, which I imagine the two of you probably did some battling in NorCal. Well, listen, you can't mess with the NorCal boy in the rain. It's just, it's not going to, it's just, it's just not going to happen because we, you know, we love that. We, we, uh, you know, we get a lot of rain up here, you know, those years anyway, it seems like there was more rain, but, um, yeah, that was another one that, uh, I didn't mind the, the rain at Loretta's. I, I thought it was good. I, I didn't, I didn't mind it at all. So they put a lot of sawdust on the track at the time. I'm uh, assuming that they still do, which is good. You know, it just makes the, the track a, you know, whoop de doo and really rut it yeah. out. So it's technical. Totally. So, like, uh, what was the landscape like for you once you got that support from Suzuki? And honestly, you, uh, between between you, uh, Buddy Antonez, and Travis Pastrana, I can't think of two uh, three guys that are more synonymous with yellow bikes. Uh, but uh, how, how did that, how did you got to cultivate that relationship in something that you literally, uh, other than a few a few years on, uh, or a couple of races on Husqvarna's and stuff like that as a pro, uh, and, and some Hondas as well, you were pretty much all Suzuki all the time. 
Well, yeah, absolutely. You know, again, uh, Travis was younger than me a couple of years and I got to see him through his, uh, you know, uh, when he was on eighties, I was on one twenty five. So he was, he was unbelievable hands down. He was, you know, he was one of the best, um, you know, and again, racing him, uh, coming up in, you know, up in the, the, uh, younger pro ranks in 125. And, you know, again, the Antonez, the Emmings, the, the, the McGraths, those are all my heroes. You know, those are guys that I looked up to, uh, growing up. So, um, you know, it's, 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 again, that, that era also was an era where that was unbelievable. You know, the, that, that was the teaching also of the two stroke, uh, as far as, you know, the ability with the, the technical, the technical stuff that McGrath was doing. And, you know, it was very, very different excite bike, uh, tracks then. <laughs> totally. So, uh, um, racing back in California, developing your skills, um, was the, was the plan always to go pro? Like your, your, your sight set, you seem like a pretty driven guy. Well, listen, at, at 16 years old, uh, you know, somebody dangles a, a carrot stick in front of you and says, oh, you can go to a local race and you can scoop up $4,000 on Sunday. And you start to think, well, this could actually be something pretty good because you have to remember at the time also that that was Golden State. You know, you were getting thousand yep. dollars a win for a moto, so there was a big contingency. You could make a good living, and you know, some of those awesome guys that I was racing against with that I was young, like Rick Ryan, one of the only guys to win a, a two fifty privateer, uh, you know, Supercross Daytona, uh, yes, sir. you know which was unbelievable so again you got to remember where, where the eras that i come from you know i, I got to see and, and race against kind of that three three generations of 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 uh ages you know because i was in the middle of it so far if that makes sense absolutely no you were right on the heels of uh, of all those golden state series and gold goat brecker and all those guys uh cultivating and and gr- growing this series that was so very um beneficial to 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 it wasn't just it was a it was almost like your 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 local state race had had the who's who and because it had the who's who uh that that brought on so many uh great sponsors and good money that could be made and that allowed a lot of guys to uh have a career and make money when uh like when if they weren't racing supercrosses if they weren't racing the nationals there was good money to be we, had we were we were we were we were going we were so crazy about it at the time that we were going we were racing Saturday night and then, you know, we'll do the main event. I'll race 125, 250, get in the car, drive from uh, Anaheim Stadium and drive all the way up to Sacramento and race on Sunday just to get that extra $4,000 or 3000 or 2000 whatever it was. That's because huge. that was That was, absolutely, that was, you know, that was putting the, the fuel in the tank. So, um, I, I, and again, I check on the contingency also. Like I said, my hands are still on it, or my eyes, you know, as far as trying to see and, and watch what's what's going on, um, you know. So, yeah, I, I know. I know what's going on. For sure. And uh, just like to totally to sidetrack for just a second, uh, just quickly looking at your uh, your results for um, in, in 1999, we're coming up on almost, what is that, uh 
18 year 18 years ago this weekend Pretty you crazy. ended up uh going going for the fir- for first time ever racing both the, the 250 and the 125 main event uh 18th and 20th respectively in those two races but regardless um only three years into a professional career double classing it getting into both main events in st louis which i find is interesting because that that race is this weekend so uh pretty cool well, yeah st louis was always i i love the dirt there st louis was great because it, it, again it's it's very technical it gets rutted um the turns get a little bit hard uh, a little bit more hard packed and, and the rest of the track is a little bit softer i always liked that so that was uh that was always good for me um indianapolis was the same way i always you know that was another one that was very good to me uh, i had two third places there 125 uh you know, I'm trying to think of it. I mean, I loved Anaheim. Anaheim just got a little bit too slick. Uh, I was a little bit cautious about that. But, um, yeah, the more technical, I always loved that, the, the more technical tracks. The more we got back east was, uh, was always a good time. For sure. So, um, like switching from a uh, the pro uh, from an amateur career to a pro career, uh, who are some of your uh, influencers? Who are some of the people that were in your corner uh, in those in that first in the 1997 season? Where uh, was that the first year that you uh, that you tried to make a Supercross? I noticed that you were in you were at Loretta, Loretta Lynn's uh, in in 1996. So uh, I guess um, first week in January, Anaheim won uh, 1997, or I guess maybe the first race the series might have been orlando but uh first main event you make is the anaheim one yeah no i was uh yeah 96 96 i turned pro uh yeah 417 and then that that next year i believe we uh we got a couple good oh no that first year i podium that's right I, I got a podium finish which was pretty unbelievable that was uh that was another experience that i just went oh this is, it's over with at this point i'm i'm, I'm locked in <laughs> this is new it you know? new orleans uh yeah new orleans and i that was when i was uh 417 yeah that was uh that was my uh, my first year because uh uh i was family took me that was nice enough to throw my bike in there and uh we went for it yeah we went for it that year and uh what was funny is uh we changed the piston i changed the piston myself the, the night before with uh with a buddy of mine jason and uh i ended up getting third and deegan actually got fourth and didn't qualify no he did he qualify I think I was one in front of him and uh, ended up getting third. I got lucky. I really did. So, That's crazy. Yeah, that- well, uh, changing out a piston the night before and putting yourself in front of uh, a guy that you probably had a few battles with as, as far as amateur nationals go in Shea absolutely. Bentley, uh, who was yeah. on a, uh, an absolutely lightning fast, out like crazy quick uh, Kawasaki uh, 80. Uh, Kawasaki 125 from Pro Circuit, like, um, and that, those that bikes, basically those was were un- unbelievable. That yeah, unreal. And, and the fact is, is like that was kind of the uh, that was the mantra of your entire career from that point forward: beating individuals on uh, that were on much superior motorcycles for about ten years. Well, that was always my thing, and I always said, "How would you like to take your you know your car to the NASCAR race?" I mean, it, it's it's just not going to work sometimes unless. Hear me out on this. Unless right. you get the right people involved that can actually make the bike into something that can be competitive. Now, I got to that point where I finally understood that and went, hmm, maybe I'm better kind of putting this bike together myself. And let's let's see what we can do as far as I know what products will work good for me. And I was very, very thankful to, uh, to Pro Circuit to, to build a bike that was unbelievable. So... 
that was another plus for me that made it a lot lot easier to uh you know to my career Absolutely. and it, so is that uh oh go ahead uh no go ahead uh well is is that uh was was mitch uh the primary uh motor builder and 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 su- supporter of of your motor package throughout the, your even the early years and even through uh the 2000s uh, or did you have a different guys uh building engines for you Absolutely. I, I tell you, uh, Mitch came into, or Pro Circuit came into uh, my career at the, kind of, I don't want to say at the end, but at least the last, you know, last four years of it anyway. Uh, so, uh, no, growing up, as far as my amateur stuff goes, we, we had uh, Terry Varner. That was another one that was good at the time, uh, still is. Uh, he was grinding 125 motors for us. And then I progressed uh, up to Robbie, Robbie Rayner's dad uh, was making some unbelievable bikes at the time. So we went over to him to see if we could get the bikes going over there, which was good. I, I podiumed, like I said, I podiumed uh, at Indianapolis, I believe, on his bike, which was, which was good. You know, it was fast that year. Uh, I could do all the triples uh, second gear, which was pretty unreal. You know, because yeah. I, I was a bigger guy for that 125. So, uh, you know, even, you know, at 16, 17, I was a, I was a bigger guy on that, that bike. So for me to ride around on that track in second gear on a 125 was pretty, pretty good. No kidding. And, uh, and, and mixing it up with... Uh, that should uh, tell you how slow the tracks were. <laughs> no, no kidding. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> totally different racing back then. I have endless tapes of, of, of old races and stuff like that. And uh, it almost seemed like... Uh, Excitement. <laughs> it was. But the, 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 the slowness kind of tightened you guys up more, I found, that it, it allowed you guys to capitalize each other's mistakes a little bit more and, and stuff like that. But... Uh, um, it, it was, it, it was, it, at certain points, it wasn't about who was fastest, it was about who made the least amount of mistakes, and, uh, it was, it was an interesting time for racing, especially that's with why the 125s, Jer- that's, which. That's why, I'm sorry yeah. not to interrupt you, but that's why Jeremy was so great, you know? I was sitting up there one time, and Jeremy, we watched Bubba go around that track, and Jeremy goes, he's unbelievable. Like, for, for, you know, Jeremy to say that, and I got to see that, that era of, of Jeremy too, which was just unreal. So, uh, yeah. Well, for sure. And like, uh, and you were right in the thick of things there. Um, what was the most challenging thing for you about, uh, racing the 125 and 250 on the exact same, like basically like I I personally love that era. I, the, the sight of two identically prepped 125, 252 stroke bikes sitting together on stands, uh, outside of a truck is, uh, was a goal of mine. I made that happen a couple of years ago. Iron Man. <laughs> yeah, but like that. What was the challenge? Like, like they always talk about now. Like, oh, don't put uh, like uh, they talk about oh, putting Dungey on a two fifty for uh, for motocross and Asians. Oh, you could never do that. He's he's tuned into riding a four fifty. You could never move him off one bike. But there was guys in that in that era that rode both bikes on the same day, and they, they rode Friday practice and Saturday on two different motorcycles. Like it that, that like it just seems un, unrealistic now. I, I do, I, I'll be honest with you, I, I do understand the reasoning why not putting him on a 250, just because the bikes right now are, are in such an unbelievable stage where they're so fast that there's so much, it's, it's a different, you have to really change your, your style, your ability to go at that level. So on the 125s and the 250s, I mean, it was kind of just hold it wide and it hit, you know, those bikes hit so fast that it was like, you know, uh, a grenade hit and was going out of your arms. Those things were just so quick, 
you know? So for sure. That's I, I, and, I can uh, definitely so, understand what's going on with that. So. Which which bike favored you better? I know you said you're a bigger guy, so the 250 kind of uh, is automatically the answer there. But uh, did you have some things about your riding style that your technique that also lent itself to kind of wringing the neck of that 125? Because you're a strong guy, and throwing that 125 around is uh, kind of a, a confidence inspiring feeling when you can just wring its neck. That's exactly what it, it got to that point where I could throw that bike around so you know so easy that it was you know it it, it was kind of just it became very natural um you know different style of riding obviously compared to now more uh you know i believe just lean back laid back not laid back but just kind of as far as gun it pin it jump it you know uh try to jump off the tabletops it's very different than that kind of jump technical corner double triple quad you know, like I said, it's coming back, but it's it's a little bit different style. Yes, you're right, correct, but similar. Sure. One twenty one twenty five two fifty. It's not that bad as far as the supercross track goes. You know, because there's only so you got to hit the points in the track the same is if you were riding anywhere else is on a one twenty five or a two fifty. So yeah, uh, you're uh, the first <clears throat> time you ended up in the top top uh top 10 was the las vegas uh 125 shootout uh which is in 1997 was that on a uh, upside down forked uh suzuki 125 what year was that what did we say 97 uh, like the, uh, the right side of 1997 that was your, yep, 90, uh, yep, 90, uh, as far as the the yeah as far as the is concerned, were conventional we were conventional yep yeah how, how what was that like and and developing that motorcycle <laughs> and riding it uh like who and who who like were you on a team that year or was it just a, a privateer effort uh it, it was a privateer again suzuki was very good they you know they they were you know t- i think they were taking our bikes a couple rounds and we were able to kind of tag along which was great that year we were doing privateers so uh, again that year i was i was just uh uh you know, I was on kind of the tagline program just, just, just to get me to the races and, and get my name out there and kind of keep this thing going. So, but yeah, we were at the conventional, uh, conventional forks. And I, the first team, I, I didn't get on a team until, uh, until, uh, Mr. Alexander put that together over at Suzuki. He, uh, I forget at the time, uh, we were doing a team out of, uh, the Valley stiffy, stiffy. So that's that right. Was, and, uh, so, um, any, uh, any run-ins with fellow Suzuki combatant Chris Wheeler at the time? Cause that guy's still at Suzuki. <laughs> <laughs> well, we, well, I always had a great time with, with Wheeler. Well, yeah, exactly. I'm, I'm passing years. I apologize for that. The Wheeler, me and Wheeler were part of a team, uh, before that, which was, okay. uh, the other team. So yeah, it was skipping years, but yeah, of course we were, you know, I, we were riding partners. You got to remember we were, we were on the team. So, you know, I spent a, a lot of time with him, which was good. I have good memories. <laughs> Funny. What, uh, what was the, uh, the, the week to week like, like for you, uh, traveling to the races? I very doubt m- very much that you were flying to m- many of these races, uh, like box fan days, or was it, uh, what was the transport like? And, uh, what kind of places would you get to t- practice supercross? Because, uh, for all intents and purposes, you were a supercross dedicated rider, uh, for, uh, basically your, your entire career. Um, what was, gotta, what was the transport to, like to, for you early in the season? You gotta, you gotta remember at 16, I knew that this thing could could take me to a different place. So once that happened, the switch came on that it was it was go uh, as far as what we could do and, and you know how we could get to the races and, and what we would have to do as far as a, a professional career at that time. So 
um, I'll never forget my uh, my father got he got this uh, van and it had it was a blue van it was older and uh, you know he shows up with it and he says that's you guys are gonna take that and I went okay uh, I don't think it's gonna make it <laughs> he says it's gonna make that you know just take the thing and and go to the races and I mean I was at the time nationals I was I was doing pretty good you know I could I could get some good top tens and and some sevenths and. We, we were we were doing that as uh, as privateers. So, anyways, we uh, went out to the East Coast, and that's kind of when I my opening to the world, uh, as far as uh, the professional world went. And we ended up uh, breaking down. <laughs> so by that time, I had uh, generated a little bit of money, you know, as far as being on the road, few races, and you know they're paying decent. We got a a, a newer van, and uh, I had a friend of mine. And this is a great story. And he's gonna probably, uh, you know tell me not to say it but here you know yeah, frank was a it. frank frank was a an awesome awesome guy uh you know frank latham uh he you gotta understand also that i watched uh his career uh develop from a yeah. career that i was able to to have uh with him so that was a, another great experience as far as watching frank bloom into this uh you know this mechanic that is definitely hands down uh you know the best of uh the best right now so that's another sure. great thing. So tell Frank uh, how seven up though. <laughs> how seven up? Oh, absolutely. I'll, I'll definitely be in touch with him. But uh, uh, that was that was. Tell him it worked was, out Frankie, better than uh, tell him it worked out better than a seven up. <laughs> there you go. Uh, well, it was was that your your primary uh, mechanic for for the bulk of your career, or at least your earliest days? Uh, who who was spinning wrenches for you? And uh, were, were you were you uh, like? You, you see, you were always a pretty aggressive guy. Were you, were you were you nice to your mechanics, or were you tough to work with sometimes? Well, I think Frank was all right until he forgot to tighten the, the oil pl- uh, plug and uh, it fell out. After that, I think he learned. You know, it, it, this dirt bike thing is not a not a joke here. These motorcycles. So, um, as far as the wrenching goes, again, I, I had some I had some good mechanics. Also, you know, obviously, I, I couldn't have went this far without a great mechanic, and you have to have that uh development with your mechanic that it's you know it, it is a marriage you, you really do have to have that that uh that chemistry and you guys got to work together knowing what is going on with the bike because believe me <laughs> i've sat on that track and it, it, if that chemistry is not there and you're not understanding what that bike is doing whew, i feel bad for you on the weekend whew, i've no seen kidding. it i've seen it so obviously we're uh, spending a lot of bulk of your yeah, the 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 bulk of your career was as as a is a full blown privateer, and then eventually with with uh, with the team, but still doing a lot of things on your own. Uh, how much of that um, developed some some serious wrench skills of your own to uh, to crack open the bike and and do it? Obviously, there were simpler times with two strokes, but uh, like did you at, at at some point you must have pretty known your way around a Suzuki two stroke at some point. Well, absolutely. Uh, again, I. I... I had to learn. I was breaking down my own motorcycle when I was on an 80. You know, the first bike I told you about, the the 78, uh, you know, I I tried to take that thing apart. So as far as mechanically, I I told you that motorcycle was everything to me. There was nothing that motorcycle was going to get past me. That's how I felt mm-hmm. about the bike. You know, it was it was me and that bike. That's it. And I mean, it still is. Don't get me wrong. You got to remember right. again, the bike is what is is brought us to this this unbelievable chapters in our lives in this crazy world that has been just unreal. You know, 
uh, again, it's been a, it's been a pace that has just, it's, 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 it's been a, it's been a wonderful thing. And, uh, I'm very glad to, to see that and, uh, understand it. And I believe you have to understand something. If, if I, if I didn't come back to try to at least, you know, help, uh, to try to lend a helping hand, I don't, I don't think I would be back. So I, I think the time is right. Uh, I believe that there is, uh, some things that I can do, like I said. Um, so, uh, as far as the bike development, yeah, I was, I was working on my bike since I was a young boy. So I, I know that bike, uh, you know, hands down two stroke anyway, <laughs> four stroke. Okay. We're in a different world. No kidding. That, that I, I don't uh, venture to pull apart uh, any of my four strokes. That's why I stay two stroke on race day. Um, but, uh, let's talk a little bit about 1999, uh, a year where you showed up on the line for, uh, I got to imagine so, close to a record 21 main events, uh, <laughs> over a 17 race series, uh, cool. double classing it like we talked about, uh, going, uh, going back to back weekends, uh, in both, uh, both main events in both, uh, St. Louis and, uh, and Pontiac. And then again in Las Vegas, getting second at the, at the, uh, at the 125 shootout. And then, uh, probably have, oh, I don't know, maybe about 15 minutes later after celebrating that podium, you are back into a main event and racing with, uh, oh, Ricky Carmichael and the rest of the boys in the two, in the 250 class so tell me a little bit about that year how it all came together for you uh well again the the, the ride in the main events and i know i knew we were on kind of like, you know it, it, it's that 17 rounds or qualifying or tw- whatever it was in a row that was we were starting to count count it believe me it was it was uh it was kind of getting to us but uh, as far as riding back to back it kind of was a no-brainer at the time i mean you're in a van you're traveling across the, the United States. You need money. <laughs> it's good money. You know, I, again, the, uh, the money qualifying main event and, you know, it, it kept us on the road. So that was another reason, but I, I'll tell you, it was, it was grueling, you know, absolutely grueling to ride back to back like that. So I don't, sure. I don't no. you know. I don't, I, I wouldn't suggest it, you know, and, and I'm very thankful that they kind of stopped it because that, you know, when you, you think about that, that's just, that's pretty, that's Ironman. I mean, it is. Absolutely. It's a, it's a different breed of the sport. And, uh, um, what were you putting most amount of time on during the week? Um, like were, were you putting most of your time on two fifties, uh, and then, uh, riding the one twenty five on race day, or was it a little bit of both throughout? Because, uh, keeping up two race bikes, two practice bikes, uh, is, is no small task for, uh, for, for any man, especially a guy like yourself. Uh, well, at the time, you know, riding in the van, we had a 125. Uh, we had two 125s and a 250. So, you know, we had to practice 125 and then my race bike. And uh, again, this is when we started gaining a little bit of momentum in, in the van and we we're doing good at nationals. And then I, I got hurt. I got uh, hurt really bad in uh, 98. So 96, 97, we, we started getting some momentum. We were We were doing all right. You know, those first two years, we were, I knew where we were going. <clears throat> Fair enough. So uh, this uh, this persona, this business that you that you built through uh, the the character that basically you created this this uh, Tyler Evans one punch. Um, how how did that kind of develop, and how cognitive, like how aware were you of building that as something that could be marketable? Well, again, you have to remember that I come from the Sean Palmer and the Brian Deegan, Larry Glinkogel, and 
you know, the eras of that as far as marketing ability goes. So I, I, I saw, I studied, you know, I, I really did. I, I studied what those guys were doing. I, I saw it as far as the businesses that they were building. This is another thing that, that I want the young guys to understand that, you know, try to get in there as much as you can and see what the sponsors are doing. See how they're, they're actually functioning the business-wise of things. And obviously, a lot of you guys are because, you're, you know, contracts and stuff like that. But, you know, really dig deep. You know, what, how's it functioning? What's the, what's the, 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 the reasoning for it? How's it going around? Where's the money, you know? So with those dudes, I, I understood that building a, a brand and, and uh, marketing wise, it, it, you, you couldn't, you couldn't take it to a different level if you didn't do that. I understood that. And I saw that. And again, you know, going back to as far as image goes was, you know, the, the Palmer days, man. I mean, you're talking about snowboard guys that were X games that were just blowing up at the time that that was, that was kind of a, a, a start of a culture uh, to the next generation after that of where this whole X Games thing has started and really progressed to. And, you know, again, it's, it's, it's corporate, uh, but, you know, it's, it's a good thing. As long as you, we can keep doing numbers as far as a whole, uh, we're, we're in a good place, you know. And that's another thing. Uh, I, I still kept an eye on the numbers. I, I still was able to see uh, as far as the stadiums, where we're running, where we're going, you know, what we're taking off, what we're putting on, uh, you know, overseas, blah, 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 blah. So, again, I, I've been studying. I've, I've still been watching. And, you know, again, to those guys over at uh, uh, Live Nation, it's, uh, they're doing a, a wonderful, wonderful thing over there. So, uh, again, you know, my, hat, my hats are off to everybody. Everybody's doing a good job. You know, the numbers are good. Everything's good. So, again, that's why I'm sure. excited to, to kind of see, see what, what – if – Again, I, I'm I don't have the answers, so please don't take it that you know I'm uh, you know Evans is coming in here and he's just gonna be, be say this and that. No, no, no. I, I'm not. I'm not saying that. I, I'm trying to say that. Listen, I believe I've been gone, you know, for an, a long enough time now that maybe there is some help that I can I can try to give to you know try to give back uh, uh, what has given been given to me. So. There you go. Yeah. Well, um, it's to, to see the super the the series on uh, Fox Sports One and seeing it on the big channel, leading into Super into NASCAR only three weeks ago. The sport seems to be moving itself into a better place, and Absolutely. that opens it opens up for more opportunities to do good business. Um, are are there any athletes, and you don't have to use any names, that you feel are are developing that uh, that personality that lifestyle that uh, that that's uh, encouraging that's of it that's a great, great more... question great question right go ahead uh yeah and 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 again uh from me picking up the social media and really seeing and understanding and looking and and again it's me digging deeper it's me looking at what is happening to answer your question Yes. Am I going to say who? But no, I, I don't. I don't. Yeah. I don't want to say that. I just I'm, Cards I'm watching. Close to the best. You know, yes. I, no, really, really, no, really. See, and I and I say For that sure. with all with all honesty. I, I mean, I I just I'm watching. I, I see it. That's why. Okay, I, I I see. There's definitely there's some potential. You know, there's some potential. Not that. Listen again. Not saying that there isn't right now. I'm just saying I, I see it. Maybe you know if there's a if there's any way that we could go in a different or another. Uh, direction to push and, and try to get more numbers. I, I'm I'm all for that. So 
please understand where I'm I'm coming from and you know I'm just trying to maybe bring bring some bring some spice you know let's let's see for sure and so uh just to to get back to that uh that 1999 season Vegas gets second <laughs> absolutely uh the that Las Vegas at the 125 shootout. You got you got both both series in there. You got uh, uh, Brock Sellers, Travis Preston, David Pingree, uh, Ernesto Fonseca, Nick Way, and Nathan Ramsey. You end up second on that night. What do you remember about that particular race? Because uh, you were on fire, man. The, the the bike must have been working really well for you. You know, I'm going to be honest with you. What really uh, comes back to me is. Man, Nathan was going so fast that night that he literally passed me, I believe, he got in the main event fourth that night, and that was the last transfer spot. But I remember, if I'm correct on that, and then he ended up winning. But he passed me going so fast, I'll never, I'll never forget that. He was, he was, <laughs> he, was, he, was he was so fast on that 125. So... <clears throat> No kidding, and uh, like you said, those pro circuit one twenty fives were pretty horny. Um, that was but, that was uh, one you, of my. You my yourself must have had pretty. What's that? I'm sorry. I said you you, you must have had pretty good bikes at the time because to hang to to hang in there with uh, the, the the Yamaha Troy uh, Yamahas the uh, like the the Primal Impulse Suzukis and all those guys like you, that must have been a pretty well appointed uh, one twenty five of its own. Right? Well, 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 again, you got to remember something that we built a bike that year. If it blows, it blows. That was our that was our mentality. <laughs> we we didn't we didn't care. Like we if we were going to build that bike as fast as we could build it. And again, I had Robbie's dad that Killer. was building me. He was building me cylinders. So if, you know, when I was staying on the road and I was staying in Oklahoma, I just had Robbie's dad in the garage that could go there and build me a bike in, you know, I don't know how many, you know, hours or, or whatever we needed to do to change it. So again, if it, if it blows, it blows, let's go. So they were, they were go. good bikes. Again, they were, they were good bikes. That's encouraging to hear. Now, uh, like the the character that you were able to develop and 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 then bring to market. How did the, the like? First of all, I think there's a few people that probably haven't heard the story of how the One Punch uh, name came about. You were the most built, the most jacked, most muscular motocross racers to ever throw a leg over a motocross bike, and I, I, it was incredible to see. Um, what ended up like the the whole one punch persona the character how did that all come together in uh like it seemed it's extremely genuine so uh what what about it became so marketable for you well you have to understand too and i give a lot of credit to my trainers i had some some unbelievable trainers uh not a bunch of them but you know there was a there was one or two that uh they were they were pretty pretty uh, you know pretty mind blowing experience as far as what I was taught uh, as far as nutrition uh, because again you have to understand that I, I knew at that point that there was a this was not for fun anymore this was business this was okay uh, there's actually some numbers we're generating uh, I'm going to do everything that I can to to be what I wanted to be uh, and you know, that was trying to be the best that I, that I could be. So as far as my diet went and as far as being jacked like that, um, I studied, you know, I, uh, I read, uh, I, 
I went to nutritionists. Uh, I made sure that my diet was right. I made sure that I was clean on my diet. I wasn't putting anything that was going to, to hurt me, uh, you know, and, uh, in a way that was going to fatigue me at the time. So, you know, uh, again, I, I was at the point that I was weighing, you know, weighing the food. I was a bigger guy. So, uh, for me to stay at 195 was very, very hard, but you know, we, yeah. we, we pulled it off. Uh, you know, again, I, I had a good nutritionist, uh, you know, I had a guy over there in De La Hoya's camp, which was, uh, which was unbelievable. So, uh, again, you have to remember where, uh, and I stress this because it, it's such a great thing, is, again, the bike has taken us places that uh, this motorcycle thing of ours is just is, is unbelievable, you know. Uh, so please don't ever forget that, that uh, you know, the community that we come from and uh, the unity of, of uh, you know, of, of kind of we all, our childhoods kind of intertwined in, in a certain way, so... You know, for sure, it's 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 a a, a family sport in in the in the in the literal term of the uh, a mother father uh, taking their kids to the races and spending weekends. But then you eventually get a, adopted into this greater family, this motocross family that takes care of each culture. other. You you it's exactly that that culture. Speak to that a little culture. bit and how that um, the relationships built through that family kind of uh, also shaped your career. Well, uh, again, that, that, you know, you, you go, I mean, obviously those are your friends. Uh, I mean, those are my friends that I'll have for a lifetime, you know, no matter if I'm gone for, you know, almost five years that I've been gone and, you know, another, whatever that was before that, just kind of doing whatever. So, uh, again, it, it, there's a community of, of people that are very, very, uh, you know, just very loving and warm and, and, they're just, it's just, it's just a very different, you know, different type of uh, a sport uh, as far as your, your community goes. So again, I, I want to stress on this is just, uh, just please, you know, remember the culture and, you know, kind of our roots of, of this whole motorcycle thing. And, you know, let's, let's kind of not try to take uh, everything and turn it into this bright light, uh, so to speak, you know, for sure. We, we want to be the, we want to be the bright light, you know, yeah, we do absolutely. as, uh, as, as the as the culture so that's all um like as as a like basically you're an i i like from what i remember from what uh the the the, the story tells you're an active member or the kind of a, an integral part of uh the the movement that developed into a, a huge following in the metal militia um what kind of uh impact did that have on your career to kind of bring bring that representation to the the supercross every single weekend and uh kind of shape the uh uh, the the fan uh, the fan base a little bit in in giving those uh, people someone to cheer for. Yeah, yeah, correct. Uh, thank you. So the re the whole thing uh, with the militia is again, I that was my uh, uh, my break from racing. Uh, again, I, I went to those years that we were doing good. Like I said, we were gaining momentum at that time, and and we were we were going forward. But it 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 made me understand that. I, as a, as a writer, as a person, as a person that wanted to, to develop into kind of my own area and my own way that I knew I could progress and, and do a lot better than what I was doing even farther was to, to kind of branch off. And I was stuck in these situations that, you know, no, uh, you know, nothing bad to say about any of the people that uh, are trying to be involved or have teams or anything like that. It's just sometimes, uh, you know, when sponsors get involved and, and they don't understand what it takes to, you know, put the bike on a, on a track and, you know, actually the, the parts and that's when the combination of the dance, you know, it, it just doesn't work anymore. And 
that's when I was at a point in my career that I said, I, I can't get any farther because I don't have the equipment ability. Uh, so that was my time when the militia movement was happening. Uh, again, they were gaining momentum. They were, they were, they were going enough to where they were floating. Uh, when I say floating the, the money wise, it was, it was going, you know, it, it was becoming a family, uh, a family that was eating together, a family that was, uh, creating together. And again, uh, those guys were before me, uh, uh, they had to start it and I had to, to kind of, they had to kind of put their arms around me and say, Hey, come over here. Check this out for, for a minute over here. And when I got in that situations with the bikes and not being able to progress, that's when I said, hey, let's see this other thing that's going on because I saw the potential in X Games. I saw the marketing value of X Games. And uh, I saw where it was taking, uh, you know, other guys as far as Pastrana that broke off into, uh, you know, different uh, avenues as far as cars and stuff like that. Again, taking it back to when the X Games started and was evolving. So at that time, I was watching this go on. So I was kind of in that, that market of, eh, I could stay here and make a living and, you know, go home and drive my truck. Or I could just say, hey, I'm going to give this side up to racing at that time. And I'm going to go see what these guys are doing over here because these guys are making a lot of money and they're having a lot of fun right now. So to totally. me, I, I didn't kind of understand that how, but again, again, listen, uh, please, when, when I tell everybody is that, uh, right when I tell everybody this is watching them, they were, they were all developing into their own individual characters at that point. So I was seeing, you know, I was seeing what was going on as far as the X games. And now we were bringing marketing value into the sport, into a different chapter, into a different era. So at that time, I, I business wise, I, I was watching that also go on. So it, when those guys took me in, <laughs> it was, uh, you talk about life like crazy. That was that was an unbelievable ride with those guys because they really took me to a point that they embraced me. And that that movement, you have to remember that those guys were racing. Racing didn't like that, you know. We didn't kind of understand what freestyle was at the time and how big it would become because we just didn't get it, you know. But we all got it because once the TV started coming around, we went, "Whoa, this is." kind of unreal right now that these people are starting to watch and again you have to understand that i started meeting people at that time over on that side that was starting to develop to develop that i i never thought that would ever ever meet or 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 ever knew you know uh, knew what a dirt bike was but you'd be very surprised and i've traveled this world many many times and i'm not saying i'm any better than anybody else because i'm not i just i just uh, i know where i've been and Man, that that motorcycle guy is—it's an unbelievable thing. So, there's there's the potential is is unreal. So don't—if it's your dream, just just keep going. You know, believe me, it it'll pay off in in ways that you'll you'll never you never ever dream of. Hey, this is Zach Cummins from Phoenix Racing Co. You're listening to the Big MX Radio Show. We're going to commercial. We'll be right back. WUSA is your one-stop shop for quality wheel sets in America. All of the best components built for the toughest conditions. Hit up WUSA.com, that's D-U-B-Y-A-U-S-A.com right now, and check out the custom wheel builder selection. Pick your rims, pick your hubs, pick your spokes, even pick your nipples, and see what it's going to look like on your bike. On the website, you'll drool over components like XL and DID rims, Talon and Kite aluminum hubs, 
Galford and Brembo Brakes. And spokes that take a licking and keep on ticking. The same wheels that you buy are built by the same guys we're building wheels for. Ryan Dungey, Jeremy Martin, Chad Reed, and the entire Geico Honda team. And I kid you not, they are not told whose wheels are whose. They just build amazing product. And I want you guys in a set of W wheels. So do what I did and head to WBYAUSA.com today. WUSA. All things wheels. Hey, Big MX fans. Thanks for listening to this podcast and hope you're enjoying it. I want you guys to head on over to TractionMX.com. TractionMX is the place to get your seat covers for any bike that you have, whether it be a Husqvarna, Kawasaki, Suzuki, Yamaha, KTM, you name it. These guys have a great seat cover for you. They're durable, they're flashy, they're eye-catching, and they're one-of-a-kind. The reason why they're one-of-a-kind is because you design your own. You pick the fabrics, you pick the ribs, you pick the everything all the way down to the stitching uh, color that they use on the seat cover itself. Traction MX is your one-stop shop to set your bike apart from the herd 110%. These seat covers start at just $69.95 American, and uh, the average turnaround is a one to two weeks. One to two weeks from now, you could have a bike that's looking completely different than it does right now. So head on over to TractionMX.com, start shopping, start designing, and make something special like for you today. Going viral with Viral Brand. Viral Brand is setting its sights on being one of the leading brands in the extreme sports market. From supercross to snowcross and snowboarding, and everything in between. Viral Brand is working hard to not only bring you premium products, quality eyewear, and killer style, but award-winning support with every sport. Head on over to theviralbrand.com and get tinted lenses, clear lenses, 10-pack of tear-offs, and goggle bag for only $59.99. Viral Brand products are available in the U.S., Canada, and Australia and used exclusively by the Barn Pros Racing MX Home Depot Yamaha team for the 2017 season. Go viral with the viral brand. Hey guys, Bill's Pipes is back, and that means the return of legendary performance. Two strokes, check. Four strokes, check. Since 1974, they've been tuning power at its finest for motocross racers, off-road racers, you name it. For you two-stroke lovers, the MX2 Bill's Pipe exhaust system is flat out the right choice to make. Nickel, works, and the brand new cone work is the right system for the job. When it comes to four-strokes, Bill's Pipes brings the RE13 to decimate the field anywhere, anytime. So if you want the same pipe used by Billy Leninovich, Sean Collier, Vicky Golden, and the entire Barn Pros Home Depot Yamaha team, head over to Bill'sPipes.com today. And never settle. Hey, this is Adam with Vexy MX, and you're listening to the Big MX Podcast Radio Show. Hey, this is Alex Ray. I don't know if, why you're listening to Brad's podcast, but I'll be back on soon. Hey, this is Zach Cummins. All you hosers, quit listening to Nickelback and jump on over to the Big MX Radio Show. Hey, guys, this is Kate Clayson, and not only do I blow uh, Alex Ray's doors off in the track, but I do it at K1 Speed, too. 
How uh, how often do you get on a motorcycle these days? Uh, when was the last time that you motored down and uh, and got a little throttle therapy of your own? Um, I rode. I'll be honest with you. I rode um, probably six months ago, and okay. I, and I, maybe maybe eight, maybe eight months ago. So, but again, I, I didn't. I you know that was that was a bike. I, if I had my own bike right now that I could, you know, actually develop myself as far as get my suspension, you know, do your, your typical, your typical comfortable race setup, uh, of your own personal deal. Um, if I could do that, yeah, I, you know, I, I could see consistency in it, but again, uh, man, that was, that was kind of unreal, but I'll, I'll be honest with you is it never leaves you. Okay. When I left, uh, I don't want to say less when I took a break, when I came back, literally, you know, I hadn't rode for years and I got on a bike and it took me, I mean, in all honesty, to try to be comfortable within 10 laps. I mean, for honestly, sure. to, jump, oh, yeah. to jump the tr- triple and pff, sit down and it was kind of, it was, you know, it was uh, unreal. Totally. So it, it never leaves you. It's, it's uh, you know, again, it's embedded in us uh, from, from the young, obviously from uh, riding at a young age or if you pick it up later on, whatever it is. I mean, it's you, you, like I was saying in the beginning, you have to have, uh, you know, skills of uh, a different type of uh, breed to be able to ride that, that monster. So no kidding. So um, like at what point do you get approached for uh, Supercross the movie and, uh, and who, who approached you and how excited were they to kind of bring that character that you developed on race day uh, and to that series of Supercross and actually bring it to uh, the greater stage and, uh, and actually have you do some acting? Um, yeah, that was, again, that was a, a great thing for the sport, I believe, as a whole, uh, obviously, because, you know, you had a, a big, uh, you know, big uh, film film company that got behind that, that came in there. Um, again, there, the director saw the potential. I believe he saw what I was trying to do. And, uh, you know, he ended up being a, a great, great, uh, you know, friend. He was great on the set. He, I ended up doing one line. He goes, wow, kid, you actually can you can do this. <laughs> and he wrote me like two more lines. So that was kind of cool. And um, yeah, so uh, again, I, I got to see on a business aspect of what happened on a movie set. Uh, you know, the, <laughs> I, I was always about business. You have to understand something because I, I, I had to, I had to be able to, to be taught so young business wise because of being on the road, keeping track. I mean, listen, it's not to take anything away from the guys. You, you got to be able to learn how to budget. Don't get me wrong. Understood. But it was just kind of I was seeing things in a in a different different light of you know things. So um, for the sport, uh, how they you know uh, how it came involved, they just you know I knew they were there and you know they wanted to uh, they saw me at Vegas and they wanted to write me in the movie, which was cool and it was a great experience. And listen, you guys have to under- remember also that those guys in that movie ended up being some big big stars, man. Uh, you know, obviously Shannon. Uh, Tatum, uh, he went on to be, you know, he's, he's great. He's almost a, a Brad Pitt right now. Uh, okay. you got the other, uh, yeah, yeah. The other, the other, uh, guy, uh, um, oh man, I, I apologize. I, I'm not remembering his name, but he's on uh Reba right now, which is unbelievable. And then, uh, you have the other one, uh, Sophia, which was on there. So you, you have, uh, again, those were, I got to see those times also, which was, which was great. So for those guys to come in our sport, don't forget that, that they were involved in our sport before they hit, uh, you know, this big, this big thing that they're on right now, this big stardom thing. So 
please, please don't forget the culture and who watches us. And, uh, you know, it's a lot of different people involved in, in our, our sport. So, but let's not let everybody else from the outside take a uh, part of it, uh, as far as take something from it. Let's kind of, let's kind of just keep it our thing, you know? For sure. Now, uh, during your pro career, uh, especially in the 250 classes, you established yourself as a, a serious threat every single weekend to, uh, to do battle with guys like Jason Thomas and, uh, and, uh, and other guys that were right around that same, same, uh, same speed as you. Who are some of your greatest rivals and guys that you, uh, kind of, uh, got into it the most with? Or like, is, like every single year you seem to find yourself um like with the same guys every like it, it maybe not be the same guy every year but throughout a year you'll like doesn't matter who got the better start at, at some point in the race you'll find each other who who are some of those guys the for pro- the, pro- the progression of the beast you know i mean yes, literally it's whoever whoever wants it whoever wants it more uh that year is you know you get to that point where you just you you're tied with that person as far as uh you know, your ability that year. And I saw, I remember one of the, the biggest bulldogs of them all was, was LaRocco that me and him, we just could not get out of the way of each other. I mean, me and me and Mike, we had some great, great battles. I mean, once we got in the main event, he kind of was off and going, but as far as the heat races go, you know, we had some, we had some great battles. So uh, he was, he was, uh, he was, he was a great competitor Jeremy always always had a great time with Jeremy because you would you would hear Jeremy. I knew when Jeremy was coming. Same thing with James. You know, you got to remember something too that when you race against these guys every single weekend, you you start remembering. Well, obviously you start hearing them, the sounds. You know, hey Evans, hey Ricky, yeah. hey hey, get out hey, of my hey, way. Hey. <laughs> Absolutely, when those guys are coming around, you better believe, and you're sit there in seventh and eighth place, and those guys are getting ready to lap up to twelfth place. Or whatever it is, you know, <laughs> which is pretty yeah. unbelievable. I think we we got, man, who uh, I forget who lapped up to fourth. But anyways, uh, what I'm saying is, you know, you start to identify with the the different different voices, obviously, wh- whoever you're racing with. So that's just kind of an inside, you know, inside thing for us racers. No kidding. So as a as a professional, you are extremely aggressive on and off the track. But uh, uh, some some aggressive moves were definitely noteworthy as far as your career was concerned. Um, how did you continue to bring that every single weekend? Because uh, like, there's a lot of guys who uh, like they 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 it's it's not sustainable. They can't bring that edge, that tenacity to uh, to get past that next rider and uh, and basically not shy away from whether or not you had a, a previous run in with that rider or something along those lines you you seem to go back to the well uh i wouldn't like to say uh like over and over and over again but there that you never seem shy to uh to to stick your nose in there uh regardless of uh, of what machine you were on i i knew listen i i never would intentionally uh you know and obviously the other guys would never intentionally try to hurt anybody that's not our our thing we're just not it's not like that but you have to remember that we're at such a caliber in the professional career that we're, we're we're so our abilities are so close together that I learned that I got a I got a hook. So when I learned I could hook, it was kind of over with after that. I, I knew I was a bigger guy, and I knew once I could hook you, you were you you were gone, and I could I could just push you off uh, you know off the track. So 
um, you know, obviously I could ram you too. If, if I rammed you, I, 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 I knew if I rammed you, you'd just bounce. You're not going to, you know, I'm not going to really clean you. I'm just going to more hit you and you're going to be a pogo type of deal. And, uh, you know, it's, uh, so, you know, the tracks, you got to do it. I mean, what are you going to do? You, you're out there racing. I mean, that's, that's your, that's your livelihood. You know, that's why you're there. It's, it's not a game. I mean, these, these, these guys aren't there for a game. This is, this is business. You know, this is, this is what we, we have thought about. These are our dreams. I mean, so if that means I got to knock you to get by you in order to get my dream, Hey, so be it. <laughs> I'm nope. sorry, but I, I'm, I'm going, <laughs> Absolutely. Now, uh, um, who who are some of the most uh, the guys that uh, gave you the most resistance in that respect? As far as guys who uh, were, were were just as difficult to pass as you as you were, because uh, uh, not only were you you make some aggressive passes, you also rode a pretty wide bike as well. Absolutely. You know, another one was was Ezra. You know, Ezra was always one of my favorites uh, growing up, just because he he was so unbelievable when he was younger. Um, you know, I, I studied Ezra, uh, you know, when he was at one sixteen, I believe I might be two numbers off one, eight, one, one number, man, yeah. he, uh, <clears throat> he, you know, 16, 17 years old, uh, watching him was a pretty, pretty, you know, pretty unbelievable thing on TV. So, um, that was another one that was, a, you know, I knew he, he was a tough one, man. I, I knew when, when he was behind you and <laughs> watch out for Ezra, you know? He took, Ezra cleaned me so bad one time. I said, Ezra, what were you thinking? You know, yeah, we were joking around, you know, you got to race against these guys every weekend. You learn that, you know, you, you can't keep arguing with them, you know, I mean, it, it is what it is. So, you know, what are you going to do? We bumped into each other. You fell off the bike. I fell off the bike. Okay. You know, but in, listen, and sometimes, you know, obviously the, the aggression is, is there too, because it's out of frustration, you know, it's not out of, you know, personal, uh, you know, uh, anger or anything. It's just, you know, it's the passion of, of racing. So, you know, I, I saw the, the clip of, you know, the, uh, the guys getting into it and, you know, you, you gotta remember, you can't get mad at the, the guys. It's, it's, it's the business, you know, it's, it's, that's what it is. That's the office. Absolutely. And a, and a passion based sport at that. Um, throughout your career, one thing that actually, that, that sticks out to me, maybe something that, that most people don't think of when they think of, uh, of, of Tyler Evans, it's, it's style. And, uh, may, maybe not, uh, riding style of the bike because uh, I'm just kind of trying to think like, just like your particular riding style, um, never really stuck out to me as something that was, was overly flashy, but you always looked good you always had some like some different ways to come to the track with either like you had a full blue uh rmz you had obviously the gold bike with the louis vuitton seat cover um but also the gear was always like really looked good like everything was was like you you seemed cognitive of how you were gonna present yourself at the races how 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 much attention to detail did you present to that because like the gear always looked good whether you're in uh, no fear or fly or whoever you're uh, repping again I, again I I mean I I had control of everything so and and again it wasn't just me it was obviously some great people that were doing all this the, the stuff you know we had great designers um that was again our design we started changing the design you know we we saw where it was going so again as far as the business aspect of things like we we saw you know we we could tell kind of we were going in that that little bit of that more uh, harder side uh, so to speak and and we were you know we just knew where we we're going as far as marketing goes so 
Fair. Again, uh, that goes back to the China, just culture-wise, you know, let's, let's just try to individually, individually, uh, you know, it's product-wise, let's, let's try to, let's try to come up with some ideas, you know, rather than just kind of the, the pink and yellow. Absolutely. Now, uh, like speaking of, uh, going away from the pink and yellow, I'm looking at a photo of two guys wearing identical fly gear who are seeming to have a little bit of a disagreement. You and, and Keith Johnson, uh, I assume that you've probably squashed the beef since, but, uh, what do you recall from that particular day? Listen, that all that was is just frustration. We couldn't get the bike working. Uh, you know, the bike was popping on me. I mean, we were battling for fourth place in the last chance qualifier. It just, you know, you got to remember too that that's a that was a kind of a warm up race for everybody, and we were kind of rushing. Right. Bikes weren't in at that time, as far as the years go. You know, you're kind of in between years, and you know, it was at that 250 and 450, and you know, we were, we were, it was just out of frustration. You know, Johnson's a, a good guy, man. He's, you know, did, so. did you uh, did you put any time on that uh, that absolutely horrid uh, pile of a uh, Suzuki 250F uh, from 2005 through? Or I guess 04 through 07. Yeah, that bike was crazy, huh? That was not a, a that was a, a safety, that was a big it? that was a steaming pile. That thing was, and I mean steaming because that was a safety safe, was safety over. issue. Yeah. Oh, so, totally. <laughs> yeah. Um, the handling like, wise, yeah. yeah. Because you were at that time like a 450 like guy pretty much full time, but I, you did uh, spend a little bit of time on a, on a smaller bike at that time, um, as well as uh, I know you 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 did uh, you you're a bit, a bit a bit of a world traveler when it came to Supercross. Um, like, how often did you did you head over to Europe or even to uh, to Spain? I know that you continued to have a, a steady career that way. Well, here's here's the thing, and I I, I have to be honest with you now. You got to remember when, you know, the the Jeremys were going over there and in that era, paper bags were pretty good. So when you got off that plane and you got that paper bag, that was actually a pretty cool deal. So <laughs> those European rounds were really, really good. For so, sure. Um, and even you went, you you went know, to again, Canada and did well as well. <laughs> well, well, yeah, well, of course, of course, absolutely on that. But as far as going to the other races, you know, where it's, you know, it's more of a show as far as the stadium, uh, Paris, and, uh, you know, it's, uh, you know, you do on the 125 night and the, and the 250, and actually it's more of a 125 thing anyway. And, um, right. again, the, 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 that was another thing that was really good. I started, I kind of stopped going at the end of my career because, you know, I, I was kind of worried, uh, as far as safety goes, uh, if I was hurt, uh, you know, I, I was starting to do really good and, I just, I couldn't chance it anymore. Uh, I, I, you know, I, I was having a blast over there. I mean, it was some wonderful times. I mean, some crazy times, um, you know, I've got, you know, I got good memories, you know, some crazy memories and good memories, you know, uh, Jason Thomas was a great guy and, you know, good, good, good guys, good people. So I want to I want to talk a little bit about some of the bikes that you rode throughout your career. Uh, first of all, one of the bikes that always is eye catching. People love to see this machine. Uh, again, a Suzuki, but the uh, the ECC. Uh, I believe it's the 2002 uh, 250RM. Like that thing, great looking bike and uh, some great looking gear from Answer that year. Uh, yeah, that was 2004 ECC, correct? You okay, talking yeah, 2004, yeah. Six, num- number 64? Yeah, yeah. 64, um, yes. Yeah, that was, yeah, that was, you know, that was another, uh, another great year. Uh, there was a, a great owner down there, put the deal together. Um, 
you know, again, I, I was struggling bike wise. Uh, you know, I wish we could have got the bike going a little bit better, but, um, again, you know, everybody had to use the same equipment and it, it, it was what it, you know, is what it is. And, uh, we finished the season. And again, I, I, I qualified, I believe for a couple 125 and 250 rounds that year. Just, uh, one of the guys got hurt on a team and they said, you want to ride that thing? And I went, if so nobody's riding it tonight, of course I want to ride it. <laughs> I mean, what go. kind of question is that? You're going to tell sure. me, you know, do you want to ride the bike? Of course, I want to ride the bike. Let's go. That, 125, 250. So, was that yeah. injured rider you, possibly Shea Bentley? Because <laughs> he got hurt. A uh, well, there, there, well, yeah, there was a couple guys uh, that year that that got hurt. We were down. I think Lammy got hurt that year. Uh, yep, he got hurt. Uh, who else was on the team? Shane. Uh, Shane Best was on the team. He got hurt. That's right. I think. Yeah, there wasn't too many guys left as far as uh, health-wise, though. Craig got hurt. Mike, Michael did. I think Michael, uh, what was hurt on him at the time, was his wrist or something, maybe? Maybe his ankle? So, yeah. You know, that that's an, another, you know, uh, Craig, I, I, I'm watching him right now. I mean, you know, again, I, I'm, 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 my eyes are on it. Uh, I'm watching the, the guys, and, you know, they're, they're doing great. Everybody's doing For good. Sure. Um, so about some teammates that you had, because like, uh, you, you had uh, team Stiffy, you had Charlie Bogart and then, uh, at ECC, you had a guy like Shane Bess. And, uh, I know Shane, uh, has had his, uh, his, his struggles over the years is, uh, did you see some of the, like the, the use of, of painkillers and stuff, even at that time with Shane, because I know, uh, he, I believe he had a pretty serious injury, even just coming out of amateurs. Listen, I, I, this is this is a subject right here. You have to remember that we we are animals, okay? Uh, as mm-hmm. far as what we do on, on what we do on that motorcycle, so to do that week in and week out, and to get surgery and bounce back, you know, you, you got to remember that position that that everybody's in too. So, right. Um, I'm not saying that anything's good about anything. I, I'm just saying, you know, just just kind of take it easy. You know, let's let's kind of let's kind of remember where we're coming from. You know, totally, totally. <laughs> So don't forget where the injuries come from. That's from when we're young. So, you know, we, like I said, we're a very different breed, uh, very different. Uh, we're not, we're not like, you know, not too many people as far as physically, we, uh, we all are kind of in a different level uh, as far as riding that motorcycle. So, and I, and I don't just say that about pros. I, I say that, you know, anybody that can get on the monster and go out there and jump and, and actually fly through the the, the air. So, you know, totally. So uh, I, I got I can't get you off the phone without asking you about the 2002 uh, Fast by Ferracci uh, Husqvarna 252 stroke. Uh, you were teammates that year with uh, <laughs> with the great Jason Thomas. Um, pretty like also Lampson, I believe that, that you would have been teammates around the same time as as well as the ECC year. Um, what was that bike like? I imagine probably some some. Uh, uh, some le- less than ideal conditions. <laughs> that year was the best year I've ever ate in my life. The spaghetti that Ferracci cooked, the owner <laughs> was un- <laughs> unbelievable. Now our results on the weekend, hey, we weren't doing the best, but uh, we ate really good. Uh, that was kind of you have to remember that I had quit racing uh, for a while, uh, not for a while. I, I quit at that. Uh, year and a half and six weeks before the season uh i got this thing and said man i'm racing i'm not i i, I gotta race 
So we went out and Cameron Steele got us a couple sponsors and we threw some malicious stickers on there. And I rode six races uh, independently, privateer. Yeah, on a Honda. And then I, yeah, on the Honda and then went to Husqvarna. So I didn't plan on, I, I had no plans, no plans at all ever going past those six races. So, you know, training wise, uh, nutrition wise, I, I just, I, I wasn't there. I, I wasn't at the caliber I, I needed to be that year. You know, I, I just kind of, we threw that thing together. We just, we, and everybody did such an awesome job at it that, uh, man, it, it really, it turned out, it turned out wonderful. That was, you know, my only factory ride in my career. And, you know, Hey, you, you say what it is, but, uh, uh, that was the factory ride, man. We were, we yep. were employed by Husqvarna itself, you know, so. Totally. That and, was, uh, and even, uh, I believe the team did get a cha- uh, a win with uh, in Supercross Travis. with Travis Preston, I believe. So that that must have been an exciting night. Well, absolutely. You know, again, uh, as far as the bikes go, uh, the bikes were were very fast. Uh, they were they were really good. Uh, Ferrari did a good job. You know, you have to remember something. He, he comes from uh, the race community as far as the road racing. So, you know, their, their, their development over there is kind of, uh, I don't want to say on another level, but they have different resources than, than we have just because it's a little bit more, uh, more involved, uh, more tuning and stuff like that, I believe, on the road bike rather than just get on the, the dirt bike and go. So, you know, yeah. he, his, uh, abil- his ability for the motors were they were pretty good, you know. They were, they were good. Um, Durability-wise, I've been looking uh, again, you know, now compared to what they were. Obviously, they're in a different different league, and I've definitely been seeing. And again, uh, because I've been watching, uh, my eyes are on it. That I, I've been watching, you know, a lot of the Husqvarna's now. So people are, are purchasing a, a lot of them, which I'm excited. So they look like they're good bikes now. Honestly, from just the pictures, I haven't seen them in in uh, you know real life yet. But man, uh, yeah, they don't look bad at all. No kidding. Well, uh, uh, one of your old sponsors, Rockstar Energy Drink, and uh, and Husqvarna are 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 married as far as uh, uh, global partners. So uh, maybe maybe at some point down the line, we'll get you in contact with James Hansen over at uh, at Rockstar Energy Drink, and uh, maybe uh, get a Husk, uh, Husqvarna back under your butt again. That's uh, and I want to tell them thank you because that was one of one of my uh, best sponsors. Uh, obviously, I've had a, a lot of great sponsors, but that. Uh, you know, that was a great friendship I, I built. And, uh, you know, uh, again, I, I am very happy that I, I was able to build friendships over the last of these years, uh, you know, rather than I, I never burned anybody. You know, I, I didn't burn a bridge. Uh, you know, I, I just didn't believe in it. I believed in, in trying to help each other uh, as far as what we could do. And, you know, we, we were there to help. You know, our, our team was. We were we were the outcasts, but at the same time, you know, we we – we knew what, what, where we were going, like I said, and we knew, uh, you know, we knew those guys were over there respecting us. So, for sure, uh, who, who uh, did you ever have an, an agent of any kind or someone that was uh, looking out for you to uh, kind of cultivate some of those deals? Um, uh, who was there anyone that kind of uh, steered you in any type of direction or, or helped you out? Well, in that type of way? How, how about how about how about this question? Who's teaching us right now on that aspect? Nobody. Who's teaching us? Honestly. Who's teaching right. us? What happened? There's, there's no school for that. Nope. Well, not like they're saying, I, they're, you know, somebody said this and that, but as far as, I mean, I don't, is there a lot of agents going on right now? I mean, is there? Uh, I, I, from what I understand, there's uh, WMG and. Uh, well, yeah, those, of course, of course. So, yeah, those are, those are great companies. I mean, that's, yeah, I mean, 
Yeah, but your okay. privateers okay. are basically self-represented, and uh, some sometimes, uh, yeah, not 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 doing but a great least, job. But at least at least at but at least at that point, at that again, remember, and I this is what I'm trying to say is there was at least we could kind of be able to be fed from I don't want to say crumbs, but from other things. You know, they weren't crumbs because there were some good checks. Believe me, oh, yeah. <laughs> believe me, they were good. They they kept they kept me on the road and. I was very thankful to those sponsors. Believe me when those checks came. So, right. um, you know, again, uh, we, we had, you know, uh, just to, to answer your question about the agents. Yes, of course. You know, and, uh, you know, I had, uh, with all due respect to the good ones, you know, you know, I had some bad ones too. So, um, you know, that's a, that's another thing, uh, as far as how we could teach, um, you know, maybe to look for some, some, some different things that are going on that maybe I didn't see, um, with a couple of different, uh, you know, uh, different, uh, business, uh, at, uh different ventures. <laughs> for sure. So Do you, would you, uh, would you ever consider taking on that role for a particular rider, uh, like being a, like a full blown agent or, uh, would you rather stay more of like a mentor and someone that can be looked at to for some advice here and there, or, uh, like basically just uh, almost like a, a bit of a, uh, um, you say like a mentor. But I, I listen. I, I thought about that. I really did. You know, over over the years, I've thought about, you know, as far as how can I help. You know, would it be getting to be where I have a couple guys and I'm able to, you know, call people with the relationships I've had? Because again, I I, I have some some decks. You know, I got some cards in the deck. You know, I will say that. And again, those are friendships that I built up over the years that are outside of the industry that still look at our industry and go, oh, my gosh, that sport is unbelievable. And these are, you know, these are good people, good, uh, right. good people in Hollywood. So uh, uh, anyways, uh, to answer your question, uh, yes, I, I did think about it. But where, where are we at now? Uh, I believe Tyler Evans in One Punch, you know, I, this, is, this, is, this is our thing right now. I, I believe that we're in a, a different lane with this thing. Um, I, like I said, I, I kind of see where we're we're going to take it, and we're we're going to go with it. Uh, and I and I I don't have all the answers with you. I, I just I see the road that we're we're trying to go. Um, and uh, again, I, I think that's my best thing right now as far as what I can do for for the sport. Uh, Fair enough. You know, I, I don't I I don't know if I could be, you know, someone on right now. I, I'm just saying I, I don't know if I could be somebody that you know is doing lap times right now, which I love doing because that's. You know, I, I love going to the track and just hammering out, you know, doing the motos and laps and blah, blah, blah. But I think right now where I'm, I'm trying to take take this is, is in a different, you know, different avenue to try to, you know, try to, I don't know, you know, try to maybe just my experience. That's all. I, I'm just here sure. just trying to help. And that's all. If I can speak on something and, and keep touching base and maybe there's something that gets in your ear and, you know, maybe some of it a lot of it's bs if you don't want to listen but maybe there's just something you know maybe there's just that one thing that you know and and hey l listen you can you can learn it, I, i've been in this sport a long time I, i've watched it even though I, I left i i i've been gone for you know a minute um i still have knowledge you know and i still have some knowledge to give uh if somebody's willing to listen 
So totally. Well, I, I hope that there are individuals, uh, both uh, professionals and, and amateur racers, that will reach out to you to uh, to, to uh, tap into the well of knowledge that you have, because uh, you don't spend the amount of time and the 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 effort in, in inside the sport of Supercross like you have without collecting uh, a, a deep well of knowledge and uh, and some some uh, some interesting perspective. Because uh, I think if there's anyone that I can think of from your era that would be very skilled at thinking outside the box, that'd be yourself. Um, and I think that's what you bring to the table more than anything else. Is that there's there's a there's a, a uh, outside the box look at uh, at this sport as as a, a marketing tool as uh, as a business venture, and uh, I think that's something that uh, it, I certainly will encourage those who I talk to to to, to seek out some of your knowledge. And uh, I think that's what would basically to wrap that come full circle in all that is that like throughout this this fourteen year long professional career, uh, and then now l- looking at things from the outside or the outside looking in, uh, you've really developed something that can uh, can offer some value to those who uh, are willing to hear it absolutely and you know again uh, i just I, I just want to try to keep driving that social media and, and let's try to get the community over there and you know for please take it take it a little bit easy on me uh social media world uh you know you got to remember <laughs> I'm, I'm getting back i'm getting back into this so uh, i you know you gotta you gotta kind of take it easy but uh as far as again if i can kind of tell you a story uh social media wise and yeah. I can kind of uh, maybe help with that. Then hey, that's a that's a great avenue. So Def- that's where we're going with it right now. That's where we're uh, going. <laughs> awesome. Well, uh, I, I I'm 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 encouraged to hear that. And uh, for for those who uh, didn't do so, and uh, when you first mentioned your social medias at the beginning of the show, uh, throw those down for us again so that they can uh, they can click through and and follow you. And uh, just so you know, I have also I've already followed you on all five accounts that I currently uh, uh, control. So uh, <laughs> we're, we're getting the ball rolling. Cool. Cool. Yeah, again, uh, the Instagram is the real one punch. Uh, you know, again, there'll be updates. Um, just let's just keep working and let's just keep trying to check in with each other. And, you know, again, let's, uh, progression is, is the thing where we're going right now. So let's just keep going in the right direction and let's, let's keep on a consistent, uh, consistent wave. So yeah, uh, anyways, uh, Facebook is Tyler Evans, you know, just Tyler yep. Evans. You'll see me in a red shirt. Yep. That's it. Perfect. And then, uh, you know, like, uh, again, I, I'm trying to do a couple more things, but you'll, you'll get updates on there and you'll see it. So as long as you're checking in with that or you're getting, you know, my feeds, Hey, so that's it. Absolutely. And I'd like to continue to collaborate with you personally and, uh, see what we can do to, uh, to bring more value to, uh, to, to my listener in the form of, of, of your knowledge. And, uh, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll continue to work together like that. Tyler, it has been an absolute pleasure to have you on the show. I said I'd keep you for an hour. It was over an hour and 40 minutes that we talked, which uh, I think means (laughs) that there's probably some really great information in there, and I think some great stories were told. Uh, I thank you so much for coming on the podcast and uh, and telling your story and and basically um, informing people of of what you've been up to and what you intend on uh, bringing to the community of motocross. Uh, Final words are kind of like, uh, would you like to leave us with tonight? Bring back the culture. Everybody's doing great. It has nothing to do with we're, we're in a great spot right now, but let's just, you know, uh, culture-wise, we're doing, we're doing good. Listen, please don't take that as bad. Let's just kind of, let's get to the core of it and let's keep going, man. Let's, let's have some fun right now. That's, that's pretty much it. It's coming down to fun. Let's awesome. have some fun. Excellent. 
Well, so. uh, like I said, I, I really appreciate the time, my friend. Uh, don't hang up just yet, but for podcast sake, we'll cut it off right there. Okay, sounds good. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Really do. Well, folks, there you have it. Tyler Evans, one punch himself here on the Big MX radio podcast show. Can't thank him enough for giving me some time to have his story told and bring it to you guys. It's uh, been a real honor to talk to him and just uh, the road that he walked for his entire career was uh, totally unlike uh, anyone else's. Uh, Grabbing the bull by the horns and uh, being that imposing figure and using that to to be marketable is is not something that we see um, and we haven't seen for quite some time. it's it's it was absolute thrill to be able to get him on the phone today uh honestly added him on facebook yesterday and then today we do the podcast uh great conversation with him that i had this afternoon on my way home from work and then uh after coming home from the gym boom here we are and we're, we do this podcast and uh almost two hours in um he's just dropping all, all kinds of little nuggets here and there and uh you sift through and you can really find some cool stuff in there um just quickly to talk to you guys about a couple of things i know i haven't done a race review in a little while uh just be uh, scheduling issues and and getting uh, a kind of a co-host to talk about it maybe i should start doing some uh, some solo reviews just to give my thoughts a little bit and create some momentum that way but uh, uh i want to go on record by saying that uh, this championship in the 450 class is uh um all but sewn up by eli tomac i believe if he continues to uh, to ride the way he has been, and I, I, there's no reason to think that he won't, um, that uh, the championship will be his within uh, a couple of rounds. And uh, I, I feel that uh, not, not I don't feel bad for Ryan Denji in any type of way, but uh, um, it's to see a, a great champion like that kind of go out. Um, with with two wins on the year so far, doesn't really and and not looking like he's got that form to uh, to capture anymore. Uh, I guess only time will tell us for the last five races of the year. But um, if 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 I'm putting money on anything right now, it's it's uh, Eli Tomac for the for the championship. He's got he's forty points clear of second place. He's all by himself. All he's got to go do is is go catch the dunge. And uh, as far as the two fifty class goes, great racing. Uh, it's incredible to see these guys battle and uh, and mess with each other. And uh, n- nobody has had a totally clean weekend, and I think that's awesome. Uh, so uh, great racing is going to continue there. I'd love to see Adam Cincerillo become more consistent with his speed as well as uh, his consistent finish. The guy has shown, has made that step to the the kind of the comeback to the podium and be that guy. I think he's been tired of hearing people uh, treat him like a Band-Aid for the last couple of years, but uh, uh, it's not unwarranted. The guy got got a lot of injuries in a short period of time. But uh, that being said... It's been uh, it's been a great series to watch the East Coast and uh, uh, with St. Louis coming up this weekend. Uh, look for more great racing and um, maybe Zach Osborne can uh, shake off last weekend's misfortune and uh, and get, grab himself another win. Um, but I hope you guys like that. If you guys want to reach out to me at all on social media to uh, request a particular rider that you want to see an interview with, please go do so. I'm uh, Brad Gebhardt 88 on Instagram. Uh, I respond to just about anybody that sends me either a, a, a comment or a message. And if you don't see, if I don't see the 
comment, just send me in a message and I, I routinely go through and see if I have any requests for, uh, for messages and stuff like that. So go ahead and do that. Um, it's Brad Gephardt 88. Also, if you want to, to, to follow Big MX, Big MX Radio on Instagram as well, I post some different things on there sometimes. Uh, but, uh, similar content you'll find on both so uh try and if you can follow both those accounts um thank you guys so much for sticking with me and uh, being such great listeners over the years and uh we're, we're marking this is now three years that we've been at this and uh capping it off with this podcast here i believe we are uh right in and around the uh the 400 mark i'll just double check to see where we're at but uh We will hit five. We will hit 400 podcasts in the next couple of weeks. We're at 395 published episodes so far, and uh, that is absolutely huge. Uh, I love it. I, I think that uh, it's st- steadily growing, and uh, we're seeing it on on my end with the numbers that are coming through. Can't thank you guys enough. Like I said, but uh, I just wanted to take a, take a moment after the podcast, kind of speak to you guys a little bit, if I could. Uh, sorry for the uh, technical difficulties with my uh, my. Rec- recording software about halfway through the podcast uh, but one hour in I had to uh, switch over to, to uh, use a different recording device uh, because for, for whatever reason um, the uh, I dropped the Skype call and then when I would call back um, my, my headset wasn't quite picking up the correct audio so uh, weird uh, circumstance but uh, still a great uh, great piece of audio for you guys and uh, uh, let me know what you think email me at uh, bradgebhart 88 at gmail.com or send me a message on Instagram uh, at bradgebhart 88 so uh, keep that going and uh, thank you guys so much for listening We'll catch you next time.